Welcome to East to West Weight Loss Surgery, the podcast. I'm April and I'm the West. And I'm Jason and I'm the East. We support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. Uh, and I can't believe these this next sentence is coming out of, of my mouth, but it is. Today we welcome the one and only Des. Hi, Des. Hi. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> there, we, I was telling you earlier, but I, I will tell all of our listeners. Uh, we recently interviewed Dalton, who's an absolutely amazing human being. And at the end of that conversation, he asked us if we had ever connected with you because he thought that you would be a wonderful guest on our podcast. We basically both took a collective breath in and we said, wait a minute, that does, the does? And he goes, oh yeah, no, like we're, we're super close. We're like, holy shit. And it actually was you. So we are, <laughs> dude, we cannot thank you enough for joining us on the podcast. We have been following you for, well, ever since we basically started East to West. Uh, the reason that I think we are so drawn to you is because you keep it real. There is nothing that you let that you leave like off the table. Everything is very authentic. There's no smoke and mirrors. It's just here's what you have to do to find success. And you clearly have found a ton of success after weight loss surgery. Uh, and we are very excited to learn how you have done that. As Jason and I always say, the reason we enjoy talking with people from all over the community is because you have a recipe for success. And we can take pieces of your recipe, incorporate it into our own so that it makes sense that it's right for us. So we're just, thank you for, for taking your time today to talk to us. And thank you for sharing with us your recipe so that we can kind of, uh, we, we, we can glean uh, from your success. So we appreciate that. Before we dive into the conversation, I do want to let people know, uh, we do upload this on YouTube. And as you, if you're watching us there, we are freaking adorable. Uh, so if listening is not your favorite, right? <laughs> Yeah. If listening is not your favorite way of learning, we highly encourage you to uh, head over to YouTube. Just search East, the number two, West underscore WLS, and our YouTube channel will pop up. All of our past episodes, this episode is on there, as well as our virtual bari bariatric meetups. There's all kinds of stuff there. So we, we encourage you to head over there, like, subscribe, view, watch, rate, record, whatever, right? That's where all the good stuff is at. So, okay. Now, before we kind of really dive into our conversation, Des, I'd love to just kind of give you the floor uh, to introduce yourself briefly to our listeners, to our followers, and, and to our watchers. So if you want to share your age, where you live, when you had bariatric surgery, the type of surgery that you had, how much weight you've lost, and then what your current goals are. Okay, perfect. Hi, guys. Um, well, thank you guys so much for that sweet intro. You guys are awesome. And I'm super stoked to be on your show. I've been looking forward to this for like the two weeks since we've been talking. So mm -hmm. super stoked. Thank you again. Um, if you guys didn't catch it, my name's Des, um, Desiree, but just call me Des. Everyone calls me Des. Um, I had bariatric surgery. Um, I did the gastric bypass back in December. 29th, 2017. So I actually just hit my three year surgery anniversary. It's been all about maintaining around here. I lost 150 pounds in my first year. And um, over this last year, I decided to start competing in a bodybuilding show, which definitely took my journey to the next level. And I lost another 10 pounds. So now I've lost a total of just a little over 160 pounds. And if you ask right now, this is just the beginning because my current goals are to compete again this year. And it's gonna be a whole new ball game. I'm working on building even more muscle and leaning out more than before. So I'm really excited for 2021 and what these goals are. I know I'm about to push myself harder than I ever have. So I'm nervous and this is a nervous laugh, but I'm really excited. 
<laughs> uh, we have no doubt that you will reach, surpass, shatter whatever goals you you happen to have. And I know when when you and I were just conversating about just kind of leading up to this interview, I had no idea that some bodybuilding competitions have this like transformational category. And then you've, you had pictures posted on your feed. You might've even sent me one. And I was like, holy shit, I had no idea that that was even a, a thing. Because when I think of bodybuilding competitions, I think what most people think like huge muscular people who, you know, shred and, you know, you can see like sinew tissue. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. I mean, I was like, holy shit. So when you said that, and then you sent me those pictures, I was like, oh my God, but what a fantastic way to, to work towards a goal without having to, to you know, to, to think it's something else. It's just literally how you have transformed. That's unreal. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's not very common. Um, this is a very unique bodybuilding show put on by Christian Guzman, who's the owner of Alphalete, who is Heidi, Buff Bunny's boyfriend. So that's kind of how that all comes full circle. Yes. So Alphalete um, and the Alphalete Gym, Alphalete is a clothing brand for athletic wear, but they also have the Alphalete Gym. They put on Alphalete's Summer Shredding Classic out in Houston. It's the biggest show in Texas. And what's really unique about the show is that they do have the transformation division. And if you make it in the top final seven, they'll play your, your video. Everyone goes into transformation class with a little video that kind of showcases our whole journey. And so if you make it in the top seven, they'll play your two minute video and then you get called back out and you hopefully get called for first, second or third place. And then, yeah, I ended up making third place when I did it and I did not do it to win. I never thought about winning. Like it, I, it was never about winning for me, but I was super grateful to even place in my first ever show and when I think about all the hard work that I put into it every calorie I counted consistently without stopping for like three months and working out so hard like lifting heavier than ever I'm like oh my gosh it all paid off so that's why now it's like my newfound love and I'm really excited to continue doing it and just pushing myself because yeah having a tangible goal and has like honestly taken my journey to the next level and now I'm like so on fire with that feeling of like all right what am I gonna do next like I gotta keep going like this is mm -hmm. literally just the beginning it's a never-ending journey so that has helped keep like you know fire in my journey and helped me keep going so um anyone who's listening if you guys are ever wanting to do a bodybuilding show it's totally not like April said for people who have been lifting for 15 years and you can see every tissue in their muscle everything like that like it's not like that this is for people who just simply want to have a moment to really showcase their weight loss journey and um, share how you know your health and your own journey has changed your life it's the most inspirational thing to watch as well um like literally there's so many stories people who have you know come out of like illness from it like it's the most inspiring thing to even be a part of like i'm grateful just to be a part of it like i've met so many amazing people like such strong people like you think you're strong until like you just meet that many people with even stronger stories you're like wow mm -hmm. it's a very humbling and inspiring and it's amazing it's a really awesome thing to be a part of when you told me about that competition i was blown away because for the first time i i understood or that i learned that kind of the bodybuilding community was more than just bodybuilding right it, it's it seems very inclusive it seems very uplifting it seems very positive and it's focusing on 
holistic health, right? Not just like how much can you lift or how big can your muscles get, but it's focusing on, are you living, you know, your life to the best of your potential? What have you gone through to get to the place where you are happy with yourself? I mean, that's just like, what a, what a wonderful message that I never received and I didn't even know yeah. existed. So, I mean, it's, yeah, a whole new way of looking at it, which is, yeah, crazy yeah, inspiring. And- crazy too like the other like more experienced there's different classes so in the same show there are some people who have been competing for years and like the judges that they choose are actual like famous competitors like national like npc like everything so um and ifbb pro like all this stuff and so like even those people are coming up to like me and other people in the in the transformation class saying like you guys are the reasons that we're even here. Like you guys are our favorite part of the whole show. Like even those people who are like the top, like the most Mm -hmm. fit people, like even they were like approaching us in the transformation class and be like, you guys are the inspiration here. We could never do what we do, you know? And I was just like, oh my gosh, like that literally means the world. Like it was insane. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great though. Hey, it's April with East to West WLS. I don't know about you, but after I dropped a significant amount of weight, my body just didn't feel like my own and I needed help feeling like it was my own again. So I started receiving chiropractic care. If you live in the Tacoma area, I cannot recommend Grit City Cairo more. Dr. McKenzie is passionate about helping you feel, function, and live better. Check out her Instagram at Grit City Cairo or her website, gritcitychiropractic.com for more info and to book your first consultation. And if you mention East to West, you'll get a discount on your first visit. I feel amazing after seeing her and I think you will too. Well, and that's kind of, that's one of the big topics that we want to talk to you about today. So you are extremely talented. You are very busy. You wear a lot of different hats. So our conversation today, we really want to kind of focus on these four big areas, goals. So how do we set goals and how do we work towards them? Motivation, right? So what do we do on days that we just don't want to do it? Movement. How do we get started moving our bodies? Because we know that with weight loss surgery, it's yes, we eat less, but if we're not moving, if we're not using our bodies, exercising, we're not going to have a long, healthy life. So we really want to talk to you about that. And then management, right? You have a lot going on, but how do you keep uh, your weight loss surgery, your recovery, your health kind of at the forefront of all of the things that that you're doing? So I think you're going to be able to offer us some really meaningful and valuable insights into these areas because we need all four of these things uh, to to really find success after weight loss surgery. And 160 pounds down, you clearly have a great recipe. So we're super excited to learn about how you do that. Get to cooking. Let's do it. Let's get in the kitchen. I love it. All right. Okay, you guys ready to dive in? Yes, ma'am. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, Des, uh, I'd like to kind of give you a, a longer floor or a, a larger floor to really just let, let us know what makes you, you, how did you get to be the person that you are today? So kind of like, what's your, what's your story? Okay. Um, so pretty much, you know, I grew up into like a really big family. So I've always been a very like social butterfly. I've always had a lot of friends doing, you know, the extracurricular activities that my mom had us do. I've played every sport, done every community event that you can do lots of volunteering. Like I have met a lot of people, went to a lot of different schools. Um, so very like well-rounded, know a lot of people and, you know, even being 
200 and whatever pounds in high school. Um, I still had a lot of friends and I, you know, I would make comments as a high schooler, like, Oh, like, I can't do that. Like, I'm just like the big one, like whatever. Like that was always like, you know, I was like always the big one, but there were still people who were always out here like, no Des, like we want to nominate you for prom queen and all this stuff. But because I was heavy, like I was always like, no, 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 no. But um, I always threw lots of big parties, had like a really big friend group and um, yeah, very social. Like my weight didn't seem like it affected, um, you know, my social life at all. Um, maybe just like the dating aspect. Like I always felt like guys didn't like me because of my weight. Like I always thought, oh, he would only like me if only I was skinny, you know, like that was like the start of my life. Um, but just being in a family full of walking Barbie dolls, you know, and always dealing with comparison. I have a twin sister who is skin and bones. Um, my name's Desiree, her name's Destiny. And people will literally remember her because it's like Des tiny, she's the tiny one. So that was like, honestly, the story of my life. Um, oh, that just yeah. like hurts to hear you say it. I mean, like my uh -huh. heart broke a little bit just to hear that. I mean, a little, yeah, no, it's okay. But like, that's just literally what yeah. it's always been like. Mm -hmm. So um, obviously like, as I got older, like my weight only kept on going. I was diagnosed with my hypothyroidism at eight years old. I was put in my first ever children's boot camp at five years old. We learned about jumping jacks and the food pyramid. I've been dieting my entire life. It's all I've ever known. Um, in high school, when I was playing water polo, swim team, track and field, um, I would have two slim fasts a day and like a turkey, lettuce and mustard sandwich. Like I was dieting and starving myself, still nothing would ever work. After high school, I continued, um, you know, going to the gym, lifting, uh, but I was still was like just getting heavier and heavier um, throughout my college years. I was constantly working anywhere between three and five part-time jobs, going to school full-time and helping my mom who has six kids, three grandkids and three foster kids, all that she's raising on her own. So I've always had some pretty big shoes to fill. And I, all I know is a busy lifestyle. Like, you know, a lot of people think that, oh, she's an Instagram influencer. All she does is post pictures and sit on her couch all day. Like I, I wish that was my life. I, I really do. That sounds like maybe a very rare <laughs> Friday night. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, so I've always been very busy. Um, my weight just kind of started taking control once I was like 23. I felt like even my most simple day-to-day -day activities were starting to be compromised due to my weight. Um, I went to Disneyland with my family. This is a story I tell all the time on, <clears throat> on Instagram, but I went to Disneyland with my family. We waited in line for two hours and then I sat down, tried to get the roller coaster, you know, thing to shut and I couldn't do it. One worker came and helped two workers came to help, three workers couldn't do it. It was humiliating, had to get off and tell my family I'd meet them at the end. But that was like a really big click moment for me. Like I knew something had to change. There's no reason why a 23 year old shouldn't be able to fit in a ride at Disneyland when her mom can, her niece who, her niece who's only a couple years younger can. Like, you know, everyone else could do it. There was no reason that I shouldn't be able to go to Disneyland and ride every ride comfortably. Um, and then, you know, a few other things here and there that really like, you know, like fell into place. Like I, I felt like even working, I was a barista at coffee bean. If you guys have heard of coffee bean, I was there, I worked there for like six and a half years, just four hour barista shifts, making coffee, taking orders. Like it's not that bad, but I was in so much pain from being on my ankles after like three or four hours, I would have to go home, put my legs up on the wall. And these were all just little things. Like I really, my 
my gym was next door to the coffee shop. I would go to work in my leggings. So all I'd have to do is change my shoes and get that workout in no excuses. Right. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted to do was be able to have that set schedule, but because my ankles would be so big, literally making my shoes tight around my ankle, I had to go home and elevate. Like it was taking a toll. Everything was starting to get really hard. Um, I felt like even like my, my chest was like to my chin. And like, I just felt like I couldn't even breathe all the way. Like I felt like someone just hooked a little helium on me. Like everything was uncomfortable at 300 pounds. So I finally started looking into my gastric bypass with my primary doctor. We went through with insurance and I was so grateful that everything finally happened because I had been looking into it for three years prior to this moment. I had been researching it since I was 21 years old and um, it all just kind of started falling into place. The surgeon that I really wanted to go through with, he's like basically famous. Like he travels around the world doing weight loss surgeries. Uh, I really wanted to go through with him, but you know, my mom was telling me like, you would be really foolish to pay for that when you have another one that's covered by your insurance. So finally, when I went back to my doctor three years later, like, Hey, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to finally get my surgery. Like I'm ready to commit. Um, she asked why I hadn't done it. I told her one of the reasons was I really wanted to save up and go through with Dr. Billy, who did my surgeon, who, who did my surgery. And, um, she was like, wow, well, as of two days ago, he's now covered by your insurance and it's not even, no one knows yet. So it was honestly crazy. Like everything came around full circle, happened in its own perfect timing. And, you know, as, as you guys know, this process of getting weight loss surgery can take sometimes eight to eight months to like a year, sometimes longer than a year. I got everything done in two months because there was no line. No one knew about it yet. So that happened in October. I got my surgery at the end of December. Like it happened so fast, so perfect. It's exactly what I needed to be able to get it done while I was a student. I was going to school full-time in Beverly Hills and I couldn't be missing school when it's a trade school. You will have to pay and redo the entire like quarter semester or whatever. So um, yeah, it all worked out. I got it done over my Christmas break and I was back to school day five post-op. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. It's been a journey Whoa. ever since. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's a whirlwind. So, I mean, you you said that you had been thinking about weight loss surgery for a very long time, right? Before you you really signed up. So do, do you feel like, did you have enough time to prepare for it? Because that, you know, a two month window between like, oh, I'm, I'm starting the process to I'm having it is much shorter than most people. I mean, what was that transition like for you? So honestly, like, because I had already gone through the process before, like I had done the sleep apnea test, like I had to do a lot oh. of things twice because I had started the process. Um, so like, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. Um, the only thing I'd say that I felt like I wasn't like fully prepared for was like the mental aspect of it. I feel like I didn't have as long time to like mentally prepare. Um, my liquid diet was only three days, not a whole week. Like most people, I was only on liquids for three days. And, um, also just like, you know, everyone tells you, oh, you're going to want to document, take your before photos. I couldn't like mentally bring myself to take my photos until a month post-op. Like I just, it, it was happening so fast. And I wish I had, you know, raw and real photos of like the day before my surgery or something like that. But the best I got is um, one month post-op, which I was already down like probably 20, 30 pounds. But um, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, like, as you guys know, I'm used to very busy. I can handle my plate being full. So knowing that I had like two or three appointments a week to go to for a two month span. Like, yeah, it was a lot, but I was so determined and so motivated that it didn't really matter. I just got it done. I would go from, I would leave at like four o'clock in the morning to go to LA for school and then get home by like 
4 p.m. and be like the last person in the doctor's office getting their appointment and then go to the gym, get my meal prep in. Like it was, it was a crazy time. Like, you know, all the commuting and how busy I was with working, but I was so determined and excited. And like, I just wanted to keep it going. Like I didn't, I didn't want it. I didn't want to mess anything up on my end that would make the process any longer. Cause I needed it to happen over Christmas break. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think that just knowing how time sensitive this whole situation was on my part and on their part I feel like it wasn't really an issue for me but I could definitely see it being an issue for other people who need more time to like really get prepared but I knew what I was getting myself into based off of all the research I was doing I felt prepared and that's why I was researching so much I wanted to know what I was getting myself into um but yeah if people don't do all that prior footwork I feel like it would be a little hard for anyone but it was pretty easy for me just because I was pretty prepared that three-day wow. liquid diet sounds amazing because I had to do two weeks. Oh, yeah. and and we've talked to people that have to, you know months, multiple months. I mean, it's wow. I, I'm amazed at the difference, uh, the the different experiences that people have based on based on their surgeons, even before and after, right? I mean, we've talked to people and their surgeons literally have given them like no post-op instructions, or it's just basically like well, you know, here's water calories, you know, like one line of macros for the rest of their life. And it's like, yeah. wow, it's so different. Everybody's experience is so, That's so different. Crazy. It is. But what seems to be the constant is what people experience after surgery, right? So, I mean, yes, there's the pain yeah. and there's the recovery, but then you get to a point where you realize, oh my God, this is all mental. This has nothing to do with the physical right procedure that I went through. Holy shit, um, I don't actually know what I'm doing right? Because nobody prepares you for that. Nobody. Yeah, I know. Um, That's why, you know, I love what you guys are doing here with your podcast because you are helping so many people and like, it just helps you so much to hear from actually real life experiences. Like, of Mm -hmm. course you could have your surgeon tell you, yeah, this is what it's going to look like after you have the surgery. But until you can find someone who you relate to, whether it's like literally physically like, oh, that person has my same starting weight. They're my same height oh, that's someone who did it in their 20s, like anything like that, like all those little bits of reassurance go such a long way. So it's so important that you guys are like spreading this in the community for everyone. Like you're helping so many people. And I mean, I'm stoked to be a part of it. So thanks. <laughs> we are here. We definitely appreciate that. But yeah, that's what you exa- what you said is exactly how I finally determined to have my surgery because I had talked to doctors and they were like, you know, you're going to die. It's this. You're going to have a heart attack. Your muscles in your heart are, you know, the walls are thickening already. Like we went through all that stuff and I'm like, okay, I get it, but I feel pretty good day to day. Like I'm still going to try to do what I can do on my own. And, but it wasn't until I found a guy on Instagram that was an inch taller than me. And he, he had almost a hundred pounds on me. And when I saw his progress and what he had done, I started following him real close and kind of going through his feed. And I realized I was like, okay, cool. Because that means now I can do something similar to that because before I found him, all really I knew about that it had, it was women. I had nine women at my work that had gone through it before I did and talking to them and kind of seeing their transformation. I was like, well, that looks awesome, but that's on a female. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like for me, but I know Mm -hmm. in the past different diets and things that I've done, I've been able to shed weight really fast. I just never been able to keep it off. So I knew I was going to lose initially really quick just because that's how my body makeup's always been. But I wanted to visually see it on somebody else and know kind of what I would be getting into post-op. So yeah, what you said makes 100% sense. Definitely. 
Hey guys, it's April. If you've been following us for a while, you know that my favorite hot beverage is Retreat Drinks Hot Cacao. I love it because it's made with four simple organic ingredients, cacao, coconut cream, maple, and Himalayan salt. That's it. It is decadent and creamy and just hits the spot when I need something sweet. And the best part about it, it's not gonna break my macro bank. If you wanna give it a try, visit their website, retreatdrinks.com, and use the code east to west to get 20% off your first order. So what, what has bariatric surgery taught you? What's kind of been like your biggest lesson or maybe the, the most surprising lesson that you've learned? I think mainly like what I always think about, like when I'm posting a side-by-side transformation photo and I see myself at 300 pounds, at 280 pounds, like my heavier times, I'm always shocked at, you know, like I always like think like, dang, like that girl right there was actually so strong way more dedicated and committed and motivated than I ever gave my own self credit for what most people gave her credit for. You know, most people see big girls, big guys, whatever. And they assume that you get that way from being a couch potato, from not doing anything, which has never been my case. Like literally ever. I cannot say that I've ever been a couch potato who has time in their day when you have like this busyness. Like I don't ever have like time to just like sit down and watch the next episode of whatever it is. Like that's not my thing. So um, that's just, it's always been like really frustrating to know that people look at you and like think that you're just lazy and you know, you're only there because you did it to yourself. Um, But I'm always surprised at how, um, how consistent I found myself to be and how disciplined I could be. I learned a lot of discipline and um, just with like changing my mindset and everything, like my weight loss surgery was the perfect tool to just change my mindset to a more disciplined one. Like, of course I have days where I'm tired and I'm exhausted. I don't have time to cook. I want to go get something fast. I want to skip the gym. I just stopped all of that. I stopped the excuses and I realized like, no, this is just discipline. Like you signed up for this. Like you are making this a priority. Um, you don't do that anymore. Like you're not going to go through a drive through I didn't go through a drive through once during my first year post-op. Um, I just like learned discipline and I I challenged myself to see how disciplined I could be. And it's made the whole difference. And it's not easy. Um, like I always say, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable, but that's the key. That's extremely powerful. And hearing you say that really it reminded me of what I posted uh, yesterday or last night or today. I don't know. I'm losing track of my days. Uh, but I... Uh, <laughs> Hey, dude, it's like, welcome to, yeah, 20, like in 2021 or 2020. Um, I posted this side-by-side picture and it was, I I earned my master's degree in 2013 and that was probably at my highest weight. And there's, you know, that had professional photos done, you know, you walk across the stage and, you know, you know, the work that went into that. And it was really interesting because when I looked at that picture of myself, I realized, you know, I, I've done a lot of cool shit. And when I was walking across that stage, I was not worried about my weight. I wasn't worried about my size or my shape. All that I was thinking about was I fucking did it. I I was disciplined. I I knew what I wanted. I set a goal. I dedicated myself. I chose what I wanted, you know, most over what I wanted in the moment when I was there, right? I said no to social events. You know, you have to do all these things when you're reaching a big goal. And it was only seeing that side-by-side picture of myself. And I was like, I've done this before you know, I don't need to be scared of, of, of what I'm going through now or what I'm going to go through in the future, because I already have evidence that I can do it. I yeah. walked across the stage at 326 pounds and I earned a fucking master's degree. 
There's only 13% of the world that did that. And I did that at my heaviest weight. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. I, right. But it's like, you forget that you know how to do this because you yeah. get so caught up in other things. I just needed to step out of my anxiety and my worry. I needed to step back from myself and look at what I already already done, like what you said, and go, mm -mm, I already know how to do this. This is yeah. not new territory. And I think it's so important that we do have those those side by side moments. We have to realize that we already know what to do. We've yes. we've already done it. We've either birthed children, we've raised children, we've gone through hell, we've overcome right all these things. We've gotten degrees, we've gone to school, we've you fill in the blank, you do know your formula. It's just that you've forgotten it or you have let your weight get in the way of that. Yeah, and, and you just apply it. Yes. Well, and, the, and the hardest thing with it is, is I think from a mental standpoint, we've tried to apply it in different times in the past and that's the one thing we failed at. So you were awesome at school and earning your master's degree and Des, you were awesome at school and sports and all the things that you were doing. But when it came to trying to lose the weight, that's the one thing that we perpetually couldn't get down. Like we couldn't master mm -hmm. it. So post-op, you have to switch that mindset and say, okay, now I have the proper tools I need yes. to do that and actually master this. And this is not, it won't fail this time if I put the work in and I do. And that's, that's the biggest difference that I see is because, yeah, I tried, I tried Herbalife and lost 80 pounds and then I gained 110 wow. pounds back. And oh then God. I did, you know, whatever, I did the HCG diet and I lost 60 pounds on that. Well, I gained 75 pounds back. So it's one of those things you've got to break that cycle and say, you know, I, where I have failed in the past, I'm now going to succeed because everything is in the place like it needs to be to get me where I want to be. I love that so much. Yeah. I, it, again, it's tools in our toolbox, right? Well, as yeah. soon as you guys were talking about that, I was like, wait, but what, what was the tool that I needed to get through through my master's degree? And there are things that I needed to get through that. And now I have the tool that I need to live my life at a, at a weight that's healthy for me. And what our conversation today is really going to be all about is like, okay, what else do I need to make sure that I'm living my longest, healthiest life? Because it's one thing to have my tool. It's one thing for me to stop eating when I'm full. And it's one thing for me to meal, meal prep and meal plan and understand nutrition. But I need some other things if I'm going to find lasting success, right? So really, right? It's all about goals, motivation, movement, and management. Because those are kind of the, the four things that, that we really want to talk about today. So let's just start with goals. What, what is your goal setting process, right? So like, how do you set a goal? And then how do you kind of manage and work towards those goals? And what do you do when you, when you reach your goal and then heaven forbid, what happens if you don't reach your goal, right? So there's kind of these big, big areas that we want to want to talk about. So yeah. What, what's your process? So of course, just like anyone else, like I can set one big end goal. Um, but I realize that my fragile little heart doesn't do well with that because I am a very celebratory person. I wanna have a reason to celebrate, pat myself on the back. So having something like, let's just lose 150 pounds and have it take a year would be really disheartening for me. And I found like those long-term goals don't really work for me. So I have found it has changed like my entire life in every aspect, like not even just weight loss to do small achievable goals. Um, and then just like work, work on your weight. Then at that point, I'm achieving my goals once a month, once every month and a half, two months, whatever it is, it's a lot more consistent. I feel better about myself. And 
um, I've just found like when it comes to goal setting, what it is, it's, is it's putting in work for yourself and it doesn't even matter if it's just weight loss related. If you're putting in work for yourself to grow your business or just do better at work or be a better mom, wife, whatever, like any aspect of your life. I feel like when you are just making goals to do something better, you're putting in work to improve who you are as a person in whatever area it is. And it's going to be a good feeling. I thrive on that feeling of like accomplishment and like crushing my goals. Like it fuels me. I'm a true Capricorn in that way. Um, but like, I, that's why I have to like continue setting goals because I need that fire at all times. Like it drives me in every direction of my life. Like I have to have goals and I have to know what I'm working towards. I can't just like kind of go on through the motions. Like I got to like know what's my plan and how am I going to do it? And this is like the breakdown. So when it came to like my first year post-op and like, just like knowing, okay, I want to get to 150 pounds. That's 150 pounds down. That's half of the person I was at 300 pounds. What am I going to do? So I like made like 20 pound gold marks and stuff like that. And I would like weigh myself like once a month or once, once a week. And by the end of the month, I would kind of see like, all right, over overall, I lost this much in July. Um, and I would like make my next goal based on like, you know, like maybe pushing it for an extra pound or two. Like if I lost 20, let's see if I can lose 22 pounds next month, stuff like that. Just to like kind of give a slight push, but nothing too crazy that if I don't do it, it's not going to send me in this like deep, dark, you know, like depression. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm not doing something that I really committed to or wanted to do, I'm the first person to beat myself up. I'll be like, Oh, of course you couldn't do it. You can't do anything. Right. And it's like, okay, there's a lot I could do. And there's a lot yeah. I can't do. Right. But man, you mess up one thing. I'm just the worst person. You know, like I will talk to myself so bad and that's in a lot of work as well. So um, yeah, just making small achievable goals, stuff that I could, you know, like constantly keep on going and like you know, celebrate those little wins, those NSVs along the way that has completely changed my journey. And I feel like small achievable goals is where it's at. So really, it sounds like, so you, you always do know kind of what your big overarching goal is, but what you do is you chunk that big goal into very small manageable bites. Yes. Okay. So when, so share with us, what have you done when, when you didn't achieve one of those small manageable goals? How did you overcome that? Because I think everybody, most people in the weight loss surgery community, our MO in the past has been, I'm going to set goals. And then when I didn't achieve it, that negative self self-talk started. And then that kicked me in the shame cycle, which then kicked me back into eating. So yes. what have you done to, to not go into that shame cycle when you don't reach one of those small manageable goals? Yeah. So, um, a lot of it is mindset and like my mentality behind it. Um, if I don't reach it to a goal and, um, I believe that I could, if I, I, I think about like, okay, what could I have done differently to actually done it? Like, could I have worked out a little harder? Could I have like done some more like steps? Could I have, you know, maybe stayed away from this many carbs or fat, whatever. So I, I think about it and I kind of like give myself a minute to like, think like, all right, what could I have done better? Um, and then I like, I, I won't call it like switching up my routine. I'll just like challenge myself to more things. So then this one goal, a small achievable goal has other goals, like kind of attached to it. So like perfect example, if, um, I was, you know, trying really hard to lose 20 pounds in the month of August and I didn't make it then in September, I'm going to be setting new goals for myself. Like three of my cardio sessions in a week are going to be wearing a jacket and getting extra sweaty because I know my heart needs a challenge. 
So I'll do little things to kind of switch up my routine, which also helps because it makes it different and fun. And I need the diversity to keep myself going. Like if I'm doing the same thing over and over every day, I'm going to get burned out. Like, you know, giving myself new challenges. Um, and then I'm working on like a weight feel better already because I'm putting myself out there. I'm trying to see, you know, can I really actually challenge myself to getting extra sweaty to burn more calories and like getting in this cardio I hate cardio and that's exactly why I'll choose to do cardio because I want to choose something that I hate that's going to push me and grow me and you know maybe had I done a little extra cardio even if it was like five minutes extra on my cardio days could it have made all the difference well and it was really Sorry, interesting my wife I cut out oh yeah you're you're frozen on our end but the audio is fine we can still hear oh. you Hi, there you go. Yeah. Okay. See, this is the, yeah, COVID joy. It's all good. Um, what, what I found interesting about when we were talking earlier is that you said like, yeah, you know, I've really kind of switched up my routine. I don't do a lot of cardio anymore. I'm both, I, you know, I basically focus on just the, you know, the, the weightlifting aspect. And I think it's so interesting that people know that it's okay to, to switch things up. And I think the only yeah. way that you know that is by keeping data, right? So if you weren't tracking, what you had been doing the month prior, you would get to the end of the month. And if you didn't hit your goals, you would, you would just say, well, I don't know what I did. I guess I'm just a failure. And we can't, we can't do that. We have to track what we're doing. It's if we don't have the data then we don't know what we need to, to tweak. And I think that's a key piece that a lot of people miss. They just say like, well, I want to reach this goal. And then they never really think about the steps that they need to do to achieve that a, and then B, they're not tracking any information. So if you get to the end of like, you know, when you said you wanted to accomplish your goal, if you didn't think about the steps that were gonna, you needed to take to, to get there, and if you're not tracking the data, you're setting yourself up for failure almost before you've even started. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you track your data? How do, how do you keep track of things? So I do a lot of picture taking, which, you know, is nothing like official but I am all about picture taking. Um, I want pictures in bras and underwear, leggings and sports bras, my favorite dress, pajamas. For me, like I said, I am fueled off of, you know, celebrating those little wins and accomplishments. So if I can find a little NSV in, you know, a pair of shorts fitting a little better, then that's a win in my book. That's enough to keep me going. I need that little spark of motivation. Like, okay, the change is happening. Maybe you didn't see a change on the number on the scale, but it's happening here and that's worth celebrating. It's worth taking note of. Snap a picture and make a post about it, you know, spread like, you know, when I put myself out there, when I share about my own journey with like my community that I've built, like all my friends who are on a weight loss journeys on Instagram, like, you know, we all hype each other up like in that way. Like we all celebrate those wins together. And it's been really helpful just having people who get it. You know, I could go upstairs and tell my sisters like, hey, you know, these jeans are buttoning better and it wasn't even a struggle. I didn't have to suck it in. They're like, okay, great. But I go and put a post on like people who know the victory behind that. <laughs> oh. You know, you know your audience, like, you know, like get hyped up. Like that's enough. Yeah. Like I'm super motivated right now. Like, oh, I'm on fire. Like I'm ready to keep this going. I'm going to the gym tomorrow. Is it tomorrow yet? Like, you know, like do <laughs> what's going to get you excited. And, and do what's going to amp you up, like celebrate, like as little as these things are, like they are always worth celebrating, always worth taking a photo of, like you want to remember, you want to like remember all those little moments, like they seriously do keep me going. And like, I wish I could just tell people like, take all the photos you can, like take it in all these different pictures, because 
you know, it's not even just in workout clothes. Like you're going to have a pair of jeans that were like your everyday jeans that you can't wear anymore. So, you know, take some pictures in it while it lasts because you're going to have to throw those away or give them away to someone soon. Um, yes. And yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm totally going on a tangent, um, yeah. but yeah. That's, I mean, but that's a, that's a huge thing for people that are pre-op or just freshly post-op to understand because they're so focused. Everybody gets so dialed in on the damn scale and that'll derail you so fast. I've seen so many people spiral into depression and just being down on themselves because, oh, the scale didn't move and it's been three days and I didn't this and that. And trust me, it hurts. I'm an everyday weigher to this day and I'm eight months out nine months out now. And, and I totally get that. I mean, I, I'll do it every damn day. And some days I know it's water weight and I, but I'll still get down on myself. Like I tell April all the time, I'm like, I had to have a conversation with myself. My MO is the same. I go to the bathroom, then I get the scale. I stand on it, but I stare at the wall. I don't look at the numbers because I stare at the wall. I'm like, all right, dude, do not flip out. If you look down and it does not say Whatever it is, I feel like it should say. And I'll, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. I play like reverse psychology and I'll be like, I bet this bitch says 305. And I'll look down, I'll be like, 303, woo! And I get all excited. It just, there's like, there's that moment of pep talk that I'm like, all right, man, don't freak out because it may not go the way you want it to. And then I look at the numbers and I'm like, all right, now we're going to deal with this. Because when I hit my first stall, I was ready to, I was ready to call the doctor back and be like, I don't know what you did, but you didn't do it right. Because it's been a month and I have lost but six ounces and this is not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yes. Well, it's oh, yeah. those non-scale victories, right? I mean, no. if we're only going by what the scale says, it's we're, we're going to have a real rough time. But if yeah. we're looking for yeah. victories in lots of different places and it's so important, like what you said, Des, you really, you, how you feel is is a way to motivate and it is, it is a non-scale victory we so discredit our feelings because we think that they're not real but they are real and it does impact our trajectory forward we have to be paying attention to how our clothes feel and what we physically feel in our body and our emotions right because even if the scale is not moving if we have a different mindset if we're feeling more positive or if we have a different outlook that's a victory that's a good thing Definitely. Yeah. Oh, also just to like further answer your question to um, when it comes to like actually like physically like tracking progress and stuff like that. I use my fitness yeah. pal, the free version and I've never paid for it. And um, 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 I forgot what else I was going to say. Oh yeah. And also on top of um, scales, um, just a little tip for anyone who does get hung up on the number on the scale and celebrating NSVs. I wanted to share that um, this last year I started using a smart scale. I used one by fit track, but there's plenty of brands. Um, but that's actually really cool for people who deal with, you know, like the, um, the number, like the, all the anxiety and the pressure from the number itself, um, this smart scale and like other smart scales, like it'll show you a lot of stuff, like just how much like muscle you have in like certain areas, your water weight, and then you can see progress in other areas. So that way, if you're like looking and it's all on an app, like you hold, like you, you look at your phone after you step on the scale and it like updates everything. And for me, I just like that. And I know it'd be really helpful for a lot of other people, like if they knew it even existed, because it's not always about the number on this on the scale, like with our weight, like it's not always going to change. But if you can see improvement or find other areas to work on, like if you see you are low on water, like, all right, make that a goal this week, like start getting in more water. Like, I feel like it just helps you all over. So I just wanted to share, like, everyone needs to look into smart scales more. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even know that was a thing because yeah. for me, I just kept my biggest pair of pants and just kept sliding those on. And when they would fall down without me, you know, no matter if they were tight or not, 
because that was the thing. I got to a point where I was having to wear elastic band golf shorts that tied because just wearing, you know, buttons and belts and all that got to the point where, yeah, I mean, they made them that size, but it hurt so bad to sit yeah. there the with that on my waist and my stomach. I, you know, I've got permanent scars underneath my belly from where the belt buckle had torn into my, you know, into my stomach. So I just got to a point where I was just elastic bands or nothing. So you get to that. And then once you start coming down and you can wear a pant, you wear pants with a button that button up and it doesn't kill you or you can wear a belt and it doesn't hurt. You're like, man, you know, those things take you so much farther than the number on the Mm -hmm. scale has. Yeah. Well, and to have a smart scale like that, it takes some of the pressure off of, uh, it takes the, the tracking pressure off of you because now you're allowing the technology to do it. And like what you said, I mean, you've got instant data there that you can compare to before. So if, if you have reached your healthy weight and you're maintaining, I think sometimes the fear is, well, now I'm not going to be motivated to do anything, right? Because you get addicted to the scale going down. Well, then all of a sudden when the scale goes down and it's not moving anymore, like where do you turn to for motivation? But if you've got all these other data points, you're really now focusing on fine tuning your health and making sure that you're always within those, those healthy levels. So that's a huge like tool that you can use that I didn't even know existed. They changed changed me. I love it. Um, and just with my focus on, you know, building muscle right now, like that's okay if the number on the scale is not changing for me, but if I'm seeing a little growth on my muscles, then yeah. I'm, I'm hyped. Like that's what I'm looking for. Yes. So there's only one way to look at that and it's with a smart scale. So, and also Dude. by looking at your own definition through photos. <laughs> Dude, that, yeah, mm. I know. Game <sighs> Game changer. No, I'm going to be shopping on Amazon uh, this afternoon. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so the, the next question look that I want to look at the thing. The what? Oh, you were cutting out. Oh, sorry. Cut out. Um, look at fit track. Fit track. Awesome. Okay. And, and I'll make sure I link it in the show notes too. So people, yeah. So people yeah. know yeah, where to go. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so the question I want to ask you now, it does kind of tie into this. It's all about motivation. So what do you do when you lack motivation for, for doing something that, that you know that you need or you want to do? How do you kind of like fill your tank when you're running on empty? Um, yeah, I know motivation is like the, the hot topic. Like, how do you stay motivated? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I try not to like base, um, like when, I'm, when I am feeling motivated, like unmotivated and I'm like thinking like, all right, like why are you so unmotivated? I always think about the idea of like emotional motivation and how I can't be emotionally motivation driven. So like, I'm a perfect example. I'm someone who posts on Instagram, side-by-side photos. I'll show video compilations of my life before and after weight loss and how great it is at the end, right? Um, And that, you know, anyone, I could get hundreds of comments of people saying, wow, I'm so inspired, I'm so motivated. I'm hitting the gym tomorrow, which is great. I'm honored to be like, you know, that person for someone. But the only thing is, it's like, how long is that feeling going to last? You know, like it is so fleeting when it, when it comes to emotional motivation and it's not something that we can rely on. So um, I always like think about, you know, just like, like the, your actual reason why. So of course I also, like any other girl on a weight loss journey, I wanted to do this so I could do things like wear a bikini. You want to get the guy, you want to fit in those little clothes that your sisters can wear that you can't wear, like anything like that. There's all those reasons, of course, but at the end of the day, I think about like the big reason why. And at the end of the day, all I ever wanted was to be happy and healthy. And, you know, it's 
it that's just that this is what it takes so then I start thinking about I don't need motivation to get this workout in I need discipline and it's all about discipline motivation the idea of emotional like motivation like it can be so fleeting and for me I have just changed my mentality on it and I know it's a really weird analogy um, but this is what I tell my clients too as I'm helping them build like routines um, I've stopped looking at working out as something I do when I want to work on myself. I have now looked at it as a part of my schedule and I compare it to brushing my teeth, just like brushing my teeth. It's something I simply do as a part of my daily schedule to take care of myself. I wouldn't not, I wouldn't just stop brushing my teeth when I decide, okay, I don't, I don't care anymore. Like that's not going to happen. I have changed my mentality. And now I look at my gym time, my five days a week, one and a half to two hour workouts, I look at that as something I'm going to make time for. If I didn't get my you know, chance to get it in on a Wednesday morning and then it's already past 3 p.m., I'm never gonna work out past 3 p.m. I can't, I can't do it. Like, it's just, it's not my thing. So I'm already right here in my head committing, okay, it looks like I'm gonna get a workout in on Saturday or Sunday, even though those are the days I usually take off. No matter what, I will get five workouts in in the week. It doesn't really matter what days, just as long as I'm doing it. And if it's like just happening, like on a weekday where I don't get it, I'm already committing myself to a weekend workout. Like there's no, there's no compromise. It's part of my routine. This is what I'm committed to. And I know it's the hard truth and it takes a lot of discipline, but that's what it takes a lot of discipline. And it's not, it's not easy. It's not comfortable. I get tired and exhausted. I want to enjoy free time. And, you know, I want to hang out with friends or my boyfriend more and stuff like that. But honestly, like if you're trying to like put everything like forward, it takes discipline and a lot of sacrifice. And that's what I've learned. Like the biggest thing I've learned is how much sacrifice comes along our weight loss journeys when you want to put your own self and your own health forward. It's a lot of sacrifice in lots of areas of life. Right. Well, and that's another, you know, like we, uh, like we've been saying for, for a few, for a few episodes that we've been saying the same thing, like to get what you've never had, you've got to be willing to do things you've never done. So people are like, well, I've never been, I've never been one to go to the gym or work out. I hate it. Well, guess what? If you want to lose the weight and get to a certain, you know, level of healthy, whatever that may be, you're going to need to do what you haven't done before and what you don't like. But yeah, it sucks. But guess what? You didn't ever used to like eating so little either, but we're learning to do that. So you can learn to go to the gym the same way we're learning to eat less than we used to. Well, and I think you bring up such a, a really important point. Yeah, is that definitely. We, yeah. We, we, we all look at pictures of people's physique, right? And we all say like, well, I want to look like that. But you don't actually understand or you don't really know what it takes to look like that until you start to try to do it. And then you're like, holy shit, this is way harder than what I thought it was. Maybe I don't want to look like that. And I think it's just kind of having this like reckoning moment with yourself about like, okay, what is most important to you? Not, not necessarily like what you want to look like and not, not the artificial stuff. What is truly important at your core? And then identifying that. And like what you said, that now has to become top priority. And you have to say, nope, this is first. And then if I want to hang out with friends or do this or do that, that all has to come after this gets done. And I think you said it, you know, or, or earlier when we were talking, it's just like, no, 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 this happens no matter what, just like brushing my teeth, just like washing my face, just like doing these other things that you do every day in life. This always happens. And then if I have time for these other things, then it will get done. But 
yeah, coming to that realization of, oh shit, if I want to look a certain way, or if I want to weigh a certain number, if I want to feel a certain way in my clothes or in my life, this is what I have to do. And that's a real hard realization to come to because it's a lot of freaking work. It's unbelievable amounts of work. Oh. Yeah, it is. It just takes consistency and time. Yes, which is hard to come by. Two things that are difficult sometimes to, to come up with. <laughs> so how did you make this movement a part of your daily life, right? How did you get to the point where you were like, okay, if, if I want to look this way, this means I got to do this every single day. How did you come up with kind of like your system or you are you routine for movement and exercise? So we talked about it earlier. Um, we talked about planners. Um, I'm a big planner person. Like you guys know, I have a very busy schedule which is why it's really important for me to kind of like get an idea of what I've got going on in the day because I have to play a balance act every single day. Like I'm constantly balancing a million things and I'm like, how are we going to make this work today? Well, we won't know, but how does she do it? We're going to find out. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, that's like my trick of the day. Let's see, you know, how much we can balance on today's platter. So, um, I just have started, um, actually this is newer. Once I started my prep for my bodybuilding show um, over the summer, um, I started doing a daily step goal, which honestly changed my entire journey. Like I was sitting at 153 to 158 for over a year. That's where I was maintaining anywhere between that like five pound fluctuation. Um, but as soon as I started doing my prep and actually focusing on getting an extra step goal in, I was working my way up to 10K a day. I was using my Apple Watch to track it. So I started at 5K. The next week I was 6K. Next week was 7, 8, 9, 10. Pretty soon I was up to anywhere between 10 and 14, depending how much extra stamina I had it on me on my, on my workouts. Um, so that honestly changed the game. And I lost 20 pounds in three months, which is actually great for someone who's three years out and just maintaining, like, right. you know, that's not, that's not as unheard of for people who are so soon after weight loss, but this is three years maintaining and that's like legit weight loss. And that was on, on top of tracking everything I was eating, um, and getting my hundred grams of protein in a day, low fat diet. That's like what I've been sticking to for about two years now. Like I don't do keto, which everyone on the internet thinks I do keto because keto pages post my pictures every day, but that's besides the point. Um, I do a low fat, high carb, high protein diet, and it has worked amazing for me. And that's helped me, um, you know, build lean muscle. Um, I need the carbs to get the look that I want. And I'm finally starting to get some definition, which I love it. I'm excited to like aim for way more definition this year. I want to get buff. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, on, um, just uh, getting movement steps were huge. And also in the beginning, like talking movement in the beginning when everything was uncomfortable, I would find alternatives like the elliptical, something that was low impact or swimming that, you know, I could get that movement in and spend 20 minutes doing it and feel good about at least doing something that, you know, didn't make me feel worse. Um, and also just prioritizing it. So on top of, you know, knowing if I have to do this, that, and that, like, I usually like to get my walks in either really early or really late. So lately how I've been finding balance is just doing my workouts in the morning with an evening walk, which I find that like, I feel like my body actually really likes. I feel like it's helpful for my metabolism. Um, just like kind of get a little extra movement by the end of the night. Um, yeah. Especially with my hypothyroidism, like I do not have a very pop in metabolism. Like I need all the extra movement I can get, which is why it's also important for me personally to prioritize that kind of stuff. 
It's interesting you should be saying that because my brain has been thinking about that recently, about kind of bookending my day, right? It's like starting with movement and ending with movement. Love it, I think yeah. it would be right. It's just it's it's a different way maybe of thinking about it. Cause I think some people think like, oh, I gotta get an hour in like early, early in the morning. But you know, we've been talking to people recently about movement. And what the theme kind of has been is that you have to make it your top priority. You just do it no matter what. It's people keep saying like it's just like brushing your teeth. And then people are also saying like, if you don't have a full hour, that's okay. Get five minutes in here, 15 minutes in here. And then movement and exercise doesn't have to be this like rigid system. It can be 10,000 steps a day. It can be doing squats. Like I literally have just started doing squats as I'm filling up my hydro jug. I get in 45 squats. I wasn't getting in 45 squats before doing that, but it's something so little and like not a big deal, but it's adding something extra in every step of the way. So it doesn't, you know, we can think about it a different way than what we think we have to, and we can still find success. So it's interesting that you're saying that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's it. <laughs> that's crazy. That's insane. Hey guys, it's April. I don't know if you know this, but Gather Juice Company was our first podcast sponsor. And for good reason, they make some bomb ass juices. My absolute favorite is the Sunrise and the Pineapple Express. Night Vision and Goldilocks come in a real close third and fourth. I also very much enjoy their smoothies. Pina Colada, top of my list. If you live locally in the Tacoma area, swing by their 6th Avenue location and try it for yourself. You're going to be hooked. Big shout out to Gather Juice. Thank you for your sponsorship. So when we were talking earlier as well, you have developed kind of like your own workout program, if that's the, yes. the right word. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, the main reason why I wanted to create workout programs was because I know that that's a lot, what a lot of people need help with the most is um, they don't know where to get started. Um, like literally, if you could log in on my Instagram and go through my DMs, people want to know what's what should I do in the gym? Where do I get started? I've never done it before. So, um, I mean, I was there too. I had to learn just like anyone else. I did start at a younger age because I was already playing sports, but I got my first gym membership at 14 years old. And I started going as a freshman or sophomore in high school on top of going to two practices a day for whatever sport I was in during that season. Mm -hmm. So I've always been very active. Um, but with my workout program, um, as I was getting older and as I was getting bigger, my gym anxiety started, you know, kicking in even more so. So um, I felt like, you know, when I was 300 pounds, I had a hard time even getting the courage to walk through the gym doors. And I know it sounds kind of dramatic, but it is what it is. Like I legit was so anxious to walk through those doors. I didn't want people looking at me being like, oh gosh, like, what is she doing here? Like, she doesn't like, she doesn't know what she's doing here. Like, oh, like she's a big girl at the gym. Like, you know, it's just like, there's a lot, you just, you think people think like that, even though most of the time they don't um and then like for me like my sister's over here like trying to push me to go do the weights but all i see in the weights are all these big macho guys and i'm just like you really want me to go lift weights and get all gross and sweaty around yeah. the guys who are working out like they're looking all buff like mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like a great match you know so mm -hmm. i had a lot of gym anxiety so the main thing i wanted to do was just 
create workout programs. Um, I've done one for the gym and the home that will help people. It tells you exactly how many sets and reps to do of every exercise. There's supersets for every exercise. So you are working multiple different muscle groups. When I first started, I was working out the mostly random groups, whatever I had screenshotted from Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, those were my workouts. It was chaos. So for me, I always think about what would I change in the beginning? I would have a plan. I would, you know, try to cut that gym anxiety. It would save me a lot of time and a lot of mental energy. Um, and then also there's instructional videos for every single exercise. So if you also deal with gym anxiety, knowing how many sets and reps to do and knowing how to do it would help so much. And so I always tell people, if you get the program and you deal with gym anxiety, go ahead and watch what workout you're doing the night before. Like each clip is like 30 seconds. It's just a demo. Um, yeah. There's like probably about six different exercises for that day. Watch mm -hmm. the demo, take a couple minutes to get prepared. You'll feel so much better. You'll feel prepared and that gym anxiety will be a lot less. And pretty soon you probably won't even deal with it because you're so comfortable. Right. Well, and you know, as we were talking about earlier, it's so ingenious that you've provided people the ability to look ahead, right? So it's a way to kind of, it's a way to find motivation when you're lacking it, right? Even if you know that workout's coming the next day, okay, just watch the videos, just prime yourself and just get in the mindset of, of knowing like, okay, tomorrow, this is what I'm going to go through. And then the other thing that I was so happy to hear about is that not only do you have a workout for the gym, but because it's COVID, like you said, you launched your program like March 8th and then like the very next week yes. the entire world shut down and now you yes. have now you've got your your routines for at home so even if you yeah. right if you live in a in a state where the gyms aren't open or you're just not comfortable yet going into a gym you can still access this very targeted and guided support in the comfort of your own home where nobody's judging you it's just you yourself and and, and your health i mean what an awesome Definitely. like resource for people that's phenomenal yeah. and no equipment necessary like if you have dumbbells at home great but you can use household items like i wanted it to be catered to anyone and everyone yeah it's my baby. i cannot dude i cannot tell you how freaking ingenious that is that is just i told you earlier i'm like well so now i'm doing two things today i'm buying a smart scale and i'm signing up for your for your at-home workouts because yes 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 yeah that's what i need do it <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, yeah, oh, I, this conversation has been so enlightening. It's been just beyond inspiring and a lot of ahas. And I think so many people in this community are really going to resonate with, with your story and, and, and with your recipe. There's a lot of things that you do that I think everybody can incorporate to find added levels of, of success along their own journey, or just like, you know, just find the motivation to make these little tweaks and changes and add in these little things because the little things add up to, to, to big victories. So yeah, man, this has been amazing. Uh, at the end of our show, we always love to open up the floor to our guests, just in case we missed anything. So is there anything that you want to make sure that you share with our listeners, with our followers? Uh, is there like a quote or like a motivational saying that really kind of helps you get through, uh, you know, difficult times? Um, well, number one little piece of advice I always like to tell people, um, you know, especially with WLS, uh, a lot of people like to keep it a secret. You know, they're ashamed of it. They're worried about what people are going to think. Are they going to get judged? Oh, it, they everyone think it's the easy way out. Um, so one of the things I always just try to tell people is, um, you know, just like share your journey. Like everyone's like, what's your secret? Like 
the secret is like, don't make it a secret, like share your journey. And like, I feel like when you put yourself out there, when you tell someone what you're doing, what's your mission, what's your goal, like you're going to, you're signing up for that accountability factor. I don't know about you guys. I don't like letting people down. And you know, once I started doing it on Instagram and building a freaking platform of people to let down, oh, it was game on. I was like, I'm not gonna let any of these people down. Like I'm going to keep on going for them. And at that point, my journey at that point, it becomes so much less about you. And literally on days that I find that I'm not motivated, I think about it in my head, like I'm going to show up today, but it's not even for me. It's for the people who need me to show up for them today. Like someone out there needs that extra motivation. It's not even about me. I would love to sleep in. I don't want to go to the gym today, but you know what? Someone needs me to show up today and someone needs to see me working out to get that fire under their soul. That was enough for me. I'm pumped. I'm on, I'm in the car on my way to the gym at that point. Um, so share your journey, get that accountability factor. Accountability goes such a long way, helps keep you going. Um, and you know, those, that person that you don't want to tell, you need to tell them because that's going to be the person that holds you to it. That's my sister for me. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, like, that's just my little piece of advice for that. But also um, another little thing I always just like to remind people is, you know, easier said than done, of course, but, you know, never let, you know, the number on the scale define your self-worth. Like we are so much more than whatever's on the scale. Um, and, you know, this journey, thank you guys, this journey, it takes time. Um, I just made a post saying like, it's been three years to look how I look now has been three years of consistency, of discipline, of sacrifices. You know, you're not always going to just wake up like this the next day. Like it doesn't always work like that. Oh, so, wow. you know, just like, remember that it is a process, trust the process, take your time and show yourself love and grace along the way. And don't, don't be finding your only self-worth in the number on the scale because we are so past putting our self-worth in the number on the scale. We need to put that behind us. We need to love ourselves and meet ourselves where we're at and yes. keep up going. Oh, I, I appreciate so many parts of, of what you just said. First and foremost, I, I love to, to, to watch you because it gives me hope. I think it's it, it's a disservice to say you only have a year to to lose your weight. Bullshit. Right. You have your lifetime to 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 find your healthy weight and and to live what's best for you. And you are never done transforming. Right. We we should not get get stuck with that. And then the other thing that I absolutely appreciate you saying is that yeah, our self worth right. is not just at the scale. Right. Our our worth is not our number. Our worth is is who we are as a person and what we put out and how we help and how we connect people. So. Yeah, so many things we, we love and appreciate about you. And we just thank you for, for sharing your story with, with us and with this community and being so open and honest about what you're experiencing. Because just as you said, right, on the days that you don't feel like it, you show up for other people and, and you can you can fill your tank by, by, by helping others. And you are just a... Yeah, a perfect example of that. If you guys do not follow Des, you absolutely have to. Uh, on Instagram, she's at woke up like Des. Her website is awesome. She just got on TikTok and that is absolute fire. Uh, so you can find her there. And her website is just simply wokeuplikedes.com. So we highly, highly recommend that you guys uh, check her out because that is that that is where it's at. Thank you so much for joining us today, Des. We, we I hope you know how much we appreciate it. We are so excited that, that you are in our circle, that you're part of this community, and we just can't wait to, to partner and watch watch you grow. We're, we're here for you. Yes. Dude. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for, for watching. Thank, thank you, you for so listening. Thank you so much. That honestly means the world to me, and you guys are so sweet. Let me come on.
Well, we're excited to have you on all the time in the future. I can tell this is going to be, this is going to be a good thing. <laughs> I oh, know, gosh. I know. I'm so excited. You guys have to let me know. Next time you need anything, just let me know. I mean, I know you guys are booked and busy. <laughs> but keep it going. We're, we're, keep trying, it we're, trying to be like, we're trying to be like you when we grow up. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're just trying to be like Des. You're trying to wake up like Des. Yeah. You're trying to exactly. wake up like Des. Exactly. Exactly. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right, you guys. That's if you funny. love if you love what you are you're hearing, you're listening, you're seeing, please uh offer us your feedback. Let us know. You can subscribe to our podcast, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, become a member of our website. We are also on Patreon. If you would like to support East to West and what we're doing in a different way you can become a patron of East to West. And of course it comes with all kinds of benefits. So definitely uh, reach out to us. There's links in our bios. There's all that kind of good stuff, but we are here to support you. And we want to make sure that we are offering things that are valuable to you along your journey. And we do so by you offering us your feedback. So we're real people. We're, we're here to help and support. Uh, just simply uh, reach out. All right, my friend, Jason, you want to take us out? Yes, ma'am. Like uh, like April said, Des, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate you being here. Thank the community for helping us to keep doing what we're doing by helping support you guys. It helps support us as well. So can't thank you enough. And uh, just remember, you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. That sounds good. Thank you guys so much. Yes, thank you. We Bye -bye. so appreciate Bye. Bye.